Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! This show, Chip Chip Baru, C-H-I-P-E-R-R-O. No, no, you're no. not allowed to. You're keeping that. That's okay. how it goes. We'll try it again, though. But I had it, I had it, I had it ready to go. Channel your Kelly Kapoor. It. You Wait. got it. It's okay. This show, Chip Chip Aru, C H I P E R U. R U? Yeah. Okay, Chip Aru. Yeah, that's, well, I had Good to do job. all the syllables. Well, it took a few Ooh. tries. I deleted a couple of those tries, but I, I got there. <laughs> this is a tough job to do a Chip Chip Aru at the beginning. And sometimes I get a little too crazy with them and can't pull them off. Let me just say, they go great in rehearsals. In, the in sho- your head. In the shower when I'm testing them out. But do you verbally say them or do you do it in your head? Both. Okay. Yeah. That sometimes one probably I have to needed more verbal. Them, I don't want you to hear them. Really? Yeah. So you're just like whispering in the shower by yourself? Yeah. And then I get the song stuck in my head. Like what, whatever but you song can't I'm sing doing. It out loud. Of, yeah, but I can't sing it loud because I'm be like, Scott is going to know exactly what Chip Chipperoo is coming. See, my appreciation for the Chip Chipperoo is just developing. It's very tough. I, those of you listening at home, I dare you right now to try and do spell out the banana style Chipperoo the way I just tried to and see how well you do. Pause it. Shall we move on? I think so. We're on a high. We've done it. We're on a high. We are recording this days after seeing the Bob's Burgers movie. It is uh, Memorial Day Monday. We saw it Friday. We saw it Friday morning, early morning showing. We're not going to, there's no spoilers on this episode. Don't be concerned. You don't got to go click it off right now. We're not going to talk about it here. The only thing we will say is that we came out smiling. We enjoyed ourselves. Well, I will say we have been getting a lot of DMs asking if we're going to be talking about the movie on the podcast. We decided to do a full Patreon episode about our experience, our thoughts, you know, shooting the shit about the movie. It is live now. Go sign up for our Patreon, our $5 tier, and you can listen to that episode. You can also hop on our Discord. We have a spoiler okay movie channel where you can chat with everyone about it. And we have a bunch of other episodes there too. So go sign up for that if you want to hear our thoughts on the movie because, oh boy, did we have them. And speaking of Patreon, we have a new patron to thank and we have to uh, burger upon their name. 
Let's do it. Thank you so much, Allie Keeley. Allie, moving forward, you are going to be known as the Alleek Veely Burger. Oh, I love leeks. I also love alleys. I've never met an alley I don't like. Yeah, that's true. There, I, I can, I can't think of any alleys I don't like either. I have a cousin alley. Maybe this is alley. Are we cousins, alley? No, <laughs> different last names. Alley, thank you. We're so happy to have you again. Yeah, go over there. We've got all those bonus episodes. The Discord is booming. And um, yeah, you don't need to hear us talk about it too much more right now. I will say though that. We're already creating our Patreon schedule for like the holiday season. So Thanksgiving, Patreon episodes, holiday episodes, Halloween stuff. So luckily you're like Linda and you start planning for Halloween and Thanksgiving and and Christmas on like January 2nd. This is the time. And I'm like Bob. And it catches up to me like, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta cook. Speaking of which, we have such a Bob-centric Bob episode today. I'm so excited to get into it. I love a Bob episode. But before we get into the Bob episode, we have to play a little Bob pun or Max pun. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? Yes. Your first pun is the Lego My Egg Goat Cheeseburger. I'm going to say you. Mm -hmm. We've been watching Stranger Things. Legos are a thing, but let me tell you, a fan- Egos. Egos are- ego. Le- Legos are a thing, but Egos are the thing <laughs> on Stranger Things. Egos. Um, what if, what if uh, Eleven liked eating Legos? That was her thing. I mean, it could be. that That is some serious trauma she went through. Mm-hmm. So she could be featured on my strange addiction. Your next pun is the Swiss from a Rose Burger comes with Swiss cheese. Ah. <laughs> uh, been don't Swiss try and distract from me rose on the gray bob max you're trying to trick me i know because you know i'm obsessed with that song haven't done a chip chip or roof for that song yet but could be coming your next pun is sitting on the dock of the basil burger that is so good max yes i love when you say they're so good and you're like that's max makes me feel so good i'm happy and your final pun is the You Had Me at Hello Crub Burger. Max. Bob. No. I just, I, no. I just knew you would think that was me. Yeah. I actually was going to say Bob first because he does use okra a lot in his burgers. That was really good, but I thought it was you. By the way, one of our listeners made a Spotify playlist of all our Chip Chipperoo songs. Really? That's incredible. You didn't know that? I told you that. Oh, I don't. I, uh, Logan. Well, you got to. Oh, yes. That's incredible. Uh, we need. We should share it with our Patreon and we're sh- we'll share it on Instagram. Yeah. And speaking of, of playlists over on our Discord, Gal has created a Teddy playlist which is whenever teddy references an artist or something like that he's creating a playlist that he imagines teddy would listen to and it's it's amazing you know it has like tom petty american girl and it's it's so good the hammer yeah yeah the the natalie merchant (laughs) song i feel like that's just like an inside look into teddy's psyche I, I also love Teddy in this episode we're about to discuss. Teddy has the final moment before the end credits, so we'll get to listen to some okay, Teddy. Because, yes, Teddy's fantastic in this, too. You, you kind of can't have a Bob-centric episode without tossing some Teddy in there. He's kind of uh, attached himself it's to true. Bob. It's true. Oh, I want to say something about the movie, but I will not. Okay, let's put those two playlists up. 
when this episode goes live. That'll be really fun. Deal. All right. Time to get into this episode? It's time to get into this episode. Would you like my new fun fact before the fun facts? Do it. Fun fact before the fun facts. Okay. I I think you promised me to come up with a clever title for that, but... I like this one, to okay. be honest. I don't think you're going to beat fun fact before the fun facts. Fun fact before the fun fact. All right. I got two for you because I cannot help myself. Would you like to know the inspiration for the... Uh, Tina's... Uh, uh. It wasn't. It wasn't me. No, it oh. was not. Okay, I thought it was. They just like witnessed my entire life. <laughs> well, tell me if you relate to this then. So Lauren Bouchard said that it should sound like when someone calls nine one one and can't think of what to say. Oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yes, except that you know we watch a lot of true crime and. You got to know what to say. You got to know what to say. And you always sound like you committed the crime or you actually did commit the crime. So you sound like you're faking it. It's it go think, either way. <laughs> I just think true crime, like I think humans want to sink their teeth into story. So personally, for me, you could play me the same recording and say, can't you hear that this person is like over exaggerating and being a bad actor? And you I'd be like, you, yes. Yeah, you hear what you want to hear. Yeah. And then someone else could say, like, can't you hear that this person is in hysteria because they've just. Anyway. <laughs> so why we figure out how to talk about true crime on the Bob's Burgers podcast so often? I think it's because we listen to too much of it and we watch too many shows about it. And we watch a lot of documentaries and. But that was the inspiration for Tina's uh, iconic mouth sound. That's hilarious. Um, Yes. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to go into my next one. Is it Tina related? Is it? It's Linda related. Okay, well, let me go toss out a fun fact before the fun facts that just popped into my brain. I was watching Dan Mintz, who does the voice of Tina, just in case you don't know um, his name. And he was on Paul Shear and Rob Hubel's podcast and you know rob hubel's actually just a voice in this episode we'll get to that but he was talking about doing the voice of tina and they asked like him is like were you a voice actor before why'd you do you know it's just your normal voice that's how you sound and he said one that lauren bouchard has never asked him to do another voice on the show <laughs> because lauren asks so many people to do different voices on the show i feel like everyone else does multiple like voices seven. on the show and then he said that he once auditioned for another thing as a voice actor and they asked him to do his voice like three different ways and he thought he did but they were like no no you just did it the same way three times <laughs> max showed me this clip i just died in laughter the the earnest way he like tells the story he he said like i really thought that i changed my voice for all three different attempts but they were like no you didn't i think voice <laughs> acting is so much harder than people think it is i i wouldn't even have the first clue like i i feel like i sound ridiculous when i try and do speaking of true crime we listened to this great case and this old lady, she's like an old lady murderer, and they play this audio recording, and she has to make her voice sound like a male, and I tried to do it, and I sound so ridiculous anytime I try and do any other voice but my own. Try to do my voice, like you're you're trying to pretend okay, like... Okay, so I'm conning someone. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hi, this is Max. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) But would I pass for like maybe not myself? I'd like to take out a life insurance policy. You you sound like uh, Kevin McAllister's talk boy. (laughs) That (laughs) is an honor. Just not drawn out, but you kind of sound like (laughs) credit card. Credit card. You you got got it. it. (laughs) Okay. All right. What is the your last fun fact before the fun facts? Actually, I'm going to let you do this one because you found it. Tell our lovely fans who Linda's iconic red glasses are inspired by. They are inspired by Sally Jesse Raphael, who was... Sally. A, did I say Sally? It was like Sally. Wow, I am off today. No, you're not. They, they were inspired. The Chip Baru spelling threw me <laughs> off. Sally Jesse Raphael, who was a big time as I when I was a kid in the eighties and nineties, um, tabloid talk show hosts, when talk shows were like they started being like sincere and they'd have people on to like talk about their tough life stories, but then they'd become more sensational. Yeah. Which eventually led us to Jerry Springer, where it was just like fights. But she was kind of like on in the in-between. She was like some of it's Oprah-esque, and then some of it's Jerry Springer-esque or Maury-esque. So her glasses are red frames, and and it's clearly an iconic thing for her. I was watching the beginning of a segment, and they were doing kind of a content warning, and it was a close-up of these red frame glasses kind of spinning on a tray. It was so <laughs> 80s. So she was known for her red glasses, and now Linda is known for her red glasses because of Sally Jesse Raphael. That is a fun name to say, by the way. It is, if you can get it right. Yes. It's a lot of names. It's three. Yeah. I always find it interesting when people go with their three names, full names. Uh, I'm trying to figure this out, though. Serial killers. Hey, well, I'm trying to figure out if... I should just keep my last name or I should take yours and go by... I know I want to keep my last name somehow. So should I be Skylar Harrison Miller or should I just be Skylar Harrison? I don't know. I'm running out of time Or should though. I be Max Max Harrison or should I be... You already told me you weren't going to be Max Harrison. So don't hmm. don't pretend. I don't know. Harrison's a little bit better than, than Miller. Uh, let's let... DM us. Tell us what you like. What kind of combo you like. Yeah. And or if you want us to just be change our last name legally to Belcher. Oh, I do it. I do know couples that are they just toss out their last names and they choose one together. I'm not even kidding. Belcher it is. Max and Skylar and Biscuit Belcher. Well, Biscuit Belcher sounds good, but you got to keep that MM. We can call him BB. Oh, my little BB. Oh, my BB. Okay. Okay. We have an episode to get into. Yeah, let's do it. Wow. We are chatty today. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six, episode eight, please? I just zoned out. Did you see? Yeah. I was like, why are you staring at me like that? I was thinking about my last name. (laughs) Okay. The title is Sexy Dance Healing. Bob is in a creative burger of the day rut. While out on a walk to find inspiration, he slips on Gyro's massage oil, injuring his shoulder. Unable to pay for the surgery he needs, he has two options, 
sue Gyro or let Gyro heal him. After Gyro moves into the restaurant, Gyro declares Bob must swear off creating burgers of the day. That's the cause of his stress. The family's not into it, but Bob has chugged the Gyro Kool-Aid. In the end, Linda sneakily reignites Bob's love for Burger of the Days. Meanwhile, the kids embrace the power of a strongly worded letter on lawyer letterhead, and Teddy has to work through the loss of his beloved B-O-T-D burger of the day. Oh, well done. You spelled out those letters perfectly. Did Thanks. not struggle at all. This episode came out on February 21st, 2016. It was written by Rich Rinaldi, directed by Chris Song and Bernard Derriman. Or Bernard. Bernard Derriman is what they refer to him as. He's British. I'm going to get some coffee and then we'll talk about it. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm going to just pepper in my fun facts because they have a lot to do with us starting to talk about this episode. Okay. First up is obviously Sexy Dance Healing, the title. Yes. Is referring to Sexy Dance Fighting, which was where we first met Gyro in way back in season one. It was the fourth episode of Bob's Burgers. He's back. He after all back. this time, his Capoeira studio is still there, apparently, after all this time. We haven't seen it since, I don't believe. But it's there. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. And Tina's excited about it because that that episode four, you know, we got a good taste for Tina's lust for handsome Brazilian Capoeira. Sweaty, butt-filled men. Couldn't have said it better. Buttfield's a little weird. So because we have Gyro back, we get John Glazer back doing his voice. John Glazer is one of those guys, you're going to roll your eyes at me, who is in absolutely everything in the comedy world. I think you would most uh, recognize him. I probably said this in that episode back then. I'd have mm-hmm. to go back and uh, talk to Max from two years ago. But he is probably most recognizable as Councilman Jeremy Jam on Parks and Rec. 
Oh, of hilarious. course. Hilarious yes. character. Yes. So he's back as Gyro. Amazing. We get the return of Bob and Gyro. Last we saw Bob and Gyro, they were sexy dance fighting. And that was a really beautiful Bob and Tina storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I Bob remember talking poop. about that. <laughs> Bob had to poop while he was dancing, but isn't that right? I can't, I, I can't yeah. remember it so long I think ago now. so, yeah. Wow, because we are doing this podcast the way we're doing it, going through the series slowly, mm-hmm. we haven't been binge-watching like we would binge-watch the show, I think, like we did the first couple times. Yeah, we want to keep the episodes in front of us fresh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, back to this episode. Once again, this wasn't one that you're like, if you say, we're going to watch Nice Capades, I'm like, amazing. I was like, what? what's this episode we're watching today? And you said, it's sexy dancing. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I wasn't, my expectations weren't high in rewatching this. And I was so pleasantly surprised. And... One of my favorite parts about it is it was a Bob-led episode. And I just realized it watching it, but Bob-centric episodes really ground me and they feel quieter. And I like that. Like, I love the noisy, loud, chaotic episodes, but this felt like a smaller episode and I was really craving it and I didn't know that I was craving it. Well, I didn't either. That's I, I love the way you put that because it did... It- did come off of a crazy run of like all kind of like zany episodes with the the multiple like holiday ones back to back in this season, followed yes. by a couple of other kind of crazy ones with Gail and Gene and Courtney and Wagstaff students. Right. So it is like, yeah, I, I do kind of like returning to like Bob and the calmness and it's a different kind of humor when Bob's involved than it is with the kids. So or true. Or Linda even. So, exactly. Like uh, Linda's birthday episode, Eat, Eat, Spray, Linda, completely different than something like this. And yeah. we did have a Bob-centric episode for the Thanksgiving one, but that that was a huge – it's a Thanksgiving episode. This just feels different. Yeah, but that also tosses Gail into the mix, who steals oh everything, you know, every scene yeah. she's in and is so zany in every scene she's in. Right. So it's different to see Bob – Essentially, this is Bob just going and getting massages. <laughs> Speaking of the massages, mm-hmm. because Bob is so frequently shirtless in this episode. Oh, yeah. We get another glimpse of that beautiful, partially done tattoo that he got in the Questronauts. I love that. I saw someone online has that partial tattoo. That's incredible, first of all. And I would not be surprised if a lot of people have that it's because I think good. it's a great I think it's a great way to get a tattoo. With an homage to a show that you love without it being like, oh, this is the specific character tattooed on me, which those are great too, but it's kind of like, it's a little more subtle. If you want something more subtle, for sure. I want to back up and just talk about Bob a little bit more. I've been reading a lot of interviews as, you know, the movie comes out. I've been reading a lot of interviews with Lauren and part of these big interviews, like the ones he did with the New York Times, which I'll give you tons of fun facts from that next week's episode, but the interviewers really have to go back to what is Bob's Burgers and asking these very basic questions. And what makes this show work is Bob's ineptitude at life. That's not, that's not the right phrasing. He is a down on your luck kind of guy. And 
that is what brings us in because I think we all feel that way about our life sometimes and we do the best that we've with what we've been given and we try and we have passion. Someone, I'll give you an example. One of our listeners DM'd me and they said, I have to tell you this because no one else is going to understand, but I had a ticket to the pre-screening of the Bob's Burgers movie and I got all dressed up and I was ready to go and I looked and the screening was yesterday. And oh, man. I know. <laughs> and so I... I DM them back and I was like, I'm so sorry. But to be honest, like, that is such a Bob plot. I can't even tell you. And so that's Bob. And that's this episode. He's in a creative rut. He gets a injury. He can't afford the surgery. So how do you feel about that? No, uh, 100%. I think Bob is, you know, arguably the most real world relatable character on the show. Totally agree. And he, and I, I like when you said his ineptitude at life because, and I, I, I know you said you took that back, but I feel like, like you said, we all have that ineptitude, at least in our minds. We think we're, we don't know that we're doing it correctly. We never do. We're mm-hmm. always kind of like, and then, but then when you pause and look around, you're kind of like, I, I think I'm doing okay at this, you know? And like Bob is like, he's like, the restaurant's never, successful everything's always crazy and chaotic the house but he's like but that's what's great about life that's what he's like i've got this wife who is unique and takes care of us and loves my kids and my kids are all crazy but they're so unique and lovable in their own way and you know i I think okay this is perfect segue into what i was gonna say about first the ending which is a small win, but a huge win, and Linda. Linda is often a big, chaotic character. She is so subtle in pushing Bob to finding out that, wait a second, I love burgers of the day. And exactly what you were just saying is that it's the small things. And actually, him reigniting his passion for these daily burgers that are probably not cost effective, probably aren't ordered that much. Even Lauren said himself, like, these are not practical burgers. (laughs) He loves it. And that is enough. Loving something, even if it stresses you out, is enough to call it a win. And I also want to say, pointing out that Linda's method of kind of like, I don't want to say tricking, but it is kind of like tricking him into getting back into it, is funny because I feel like you do that with me plenty. Like, it's like, you can tell me something directly. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I don't know. Yep. So you kind of have to, <laughs> you kind of have to trick me in a way to do something. And then that works. And you're like, see, I told you. It's and that's, so true. It's just realistic to me. I think sometimes we know our partners, we know our friends, and people only, they want to discover it themselves. And that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, it's an, it's an inception thing. Yeah, so this has become an underrated episode to me. Yeah, I think it's Gyro's not my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm okay with everything else going on around him. Should we talk a little bit about the the kids? Yes. Okay, the kids finding out about this lawyer letterhead and using it to their benefit throughout the episode is such a good story and so funny and it. Oh, it is so good. And I, I'm officially overusing this word. 
That is quintessential Bob. So as much as I didn't realize I missed Bob leading an episode, I didn't realize that I just missed the kids doing Belcher things together. And you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it seems like such a commentary on, one, how scared we all are about getting sued for anything and everything, mm-hmm. and two, just like how kind of like slimy suing can be or like... Yeah, I just think it's. Uh, Fish loved- Oder's great in this episode. Yeah, and uh, we we have a lawyer in this episode, and his name is great. Do you remember the character name when they go visit the no. lawyer? Is uh, Tom Innocenti? I don't get it. Something about in- money. In- Innocent is the oh. name. With an, he's like <laughs> he's like Italian. Tom Innocenti, um, voiced by. I don't know if I was going to say it to you yesterday. I was going to say that sounds like, and then I was like, We're maybe recording. I'll just wait to double check. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea who that? Voices, no. successful Hollywood actor, character actor mostly, hmm. great in everything he's in. Give me like a few more hints. He's one of the voices in Monsters Inc. John Goodman. No, but uh, good. That's like that's he's he's in another movie with John Goodman called The Big Lebowski. Oh, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> no, <laughs> the third one in that movie. I don't know. That's it for me. Steve Buscemi does the oh, voice of Tom Innocenti. Amazing, great voice. The people Bob's gets on the show. Oh, off topic. Nope. Sorry, got to save it for the for Patreon. It's okay. about the movie. I was just gonna. Max and I have a new theory about Mickey and uh, what's his name. Barry. Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that in the Patreon episode. Yeah. What else? You want to, let's talk about Teddy real quick before we get into these end credits and the last scene. What do you yeah, think? let's do that. Okay. Teddy. Well, not just Teddy. Everyone's kind of like world being turned upside down by not having a burger of the day up on the thing is so, I, I know I keep saying this, relatable to me as someone who is a creature of habit, a creature of routine. A creature of, you know, the slightest thing will, like, freak me out if something is out of order. Yeah, or out of, like, out of my routine. I also think this is an emotional pull. A lot of your routine is there for, like, stability and comfort, which I think is cool. But, like, there's something profoundly poignant about Bob's creativity being there every day. For the family and for Teddy. But I think it's hysterical. He, I mean, he is going into an existential crisis here, Teddy. And um, I love when Teddy freaks out. I do too. And I think I wrote this in my notes. Teddy is an amazing runner character. So if you're not familiar with the term runner, normally in like classic TV structure, there's an A story, a B story, and a runner that's just doesn't have to do necessarily with the plot, but can and it's in just in comedy like funny. and like yeah, in comedy and like sitcoms and stuff like that, it's always like very joke heavy. Like it's almost every little yeah, clip. It is doesn't a joke. necessarily move the plot forward yeah. at all. And Teddy's, yeah, you're right. He's perfect for runners. He's perfect for those jokes. Um Larry Murphy Jr.'s just his voice is so funny. Like so it makes good. every line Teddy says so funny. Should we get into the end credits? Let's do it. So the last clip is Gyro has now come into the restaurant. He just got kicked out, but he's like, oh, I need a space to do this class that I've already scheduled. And Bob's like, you can do it. And then Teddy shows up outside, sees the burger of the day, <laughs> and we get this moment. 
There's something on the board. There's something on the board. Bobby, make me one of those. But hold the egg. That sounds gross. And the time. Do you know what? Just do the tomato one. I'm coming in. Teddy being thrilled that there's something on the board. He doesn't, he doesn't even want the burger of the day. He wants he, it to be there. He no. wants the burger he had earlier in the episode. With just <laughs> Which he complained about. Yeah, right. But it's all just about it being up there. Teddy thinking runny eggs are gross is so Teddy to me. I agree. I could not disagree with him more about that, though. You know I love a runny egg on my burger. I do. So we get that last moment with Teddy. He's thrilled. He's running back in the restaurant. All is well in the world. And what do we see? What do we hear as we go into the end credits here? We hear some dun 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 dun, dun. I don't yeah, know, some yeah. music? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, we hear some music. We do. And then what do we see? We're in the general kitchen, the generic kitchen scene. And we've got, just got Bob and Louise prepping burgers. Tina is <gasps> MIA. I didn't notice. Louise is up on her um, tippy toes. Which we need to keep an eye out on because in recent episodes, she has been flat-footed and that's the worst decision I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Is it recurring that she's flat-footed or do you I believe think it was just so in, in one season episode? 12 okay we'll, keep we'll an go eye check out. for sure yeah. we don't know where tina is but we hear this music and almost immediately linda jumps in to the service window from the right side of the screen and she's singing muse dance which was her dance that she did when bob realized that it was her that tricked him into getting back into his burgers in the beginning of the episode she had stated that she wanted to be his muse and she turns out she was yeah so now it seems like she's celebrating that she did it same this- same lyrics that she was saying in the third act yeah it's like muse, muse dance, dance. Meh, 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 and now to this music mm-hmm. let's see what else happens I love the ooze in there, by the way. Ooh, it's very Bob's. That's yeah. like a Bob thing. So Linda dances off to the other side of the service window, then pops in again to say Muse Dance. And, and when she, she does, pops eh, out. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah, when she pops out and does that, meh, 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 she does like finger guns, even though her face isn't in the window. You see her fingers doing the finger guns. It's, it's pretty cute. And then who else makes an appearance in the window there? Then we see Tina dancing from left to right through the window. And she's kind of moving her arms, and it almost looks more, I just realized this now, a little capoeira-ish. That's what she's doing. She's doing the capoeira dance that she learned in Sexy Dance Fighting. It's exactly what she's doing. I love it. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Louise is doing a good job, it looks like to me, without Tina helping her. Yep. They've got the burger ready. Yep. Um, We're just waiting for Jean. I just want to say, sometimes Linda makes an appearance when the burger's in the window for her to serve and mm-hmm. just like goes and grabs it and then walks off. Uh-huh. This time she does a whole spin, claps her hands over her head. Oh, she is into her muse dance. Yeah, grabs that burger and dances her way off the screen. Ooh, you know, something we didn't we didn't point out is that Bob is in sandals his flip-flops no and on his flipping hand his his burger flipping hand the right his right arm he has scrunchies 
This is why we do this podcast. Yeah, it's very subtle. I mean, a lot of the times his hand is not even visible because he's flipping burgers behind his body. Explain both the sandals and the scrunchies, just in case people haven't seen this episode recently. The scrunchies are kind of like um, belts in karate, I guess, from yeah, Gyro. Like, trust he scrunchies. takes them off his he- head and gives them to Bob in different colors. Not yeah. the red one, though. No, not the red one. It's very funny watching a very not spiritual Bob transform into spiritual Bob. And one of the the major transformations is when he enters the kitchen and the kids are like, uh, you're wearing flip flops, dad, <laughs> which is just it was really funny to me. Yeah. And dads and men, when they go into flip flop season or sandal season and it's been a long time since they've had Long those winter. on and his, his feet are probably not looking too too hot in the latest queer eye uh tan says to this really sweet <laughs> guy it was a really sweet episode his wife had died so he'd kind of he was just grieving really hard he was wearing sandals and tan goes i have to tell you something your feet are not flip-flop ready and that's how i feel about my feet right now as we go into Uh, summer i i feel like that's so frequently yeah we call our our toenails talons when uh self self uh hygiene gets a little away from us i really think was that tmi no i don't think so at all that's what people are here for right oh gosh i think toenails Mm -hmm. like clipping them regularly and you really have to go out of your way to clip them regularly yeah like to like not let them kind of like grow past a certain point and like you really it's have to like like with evolution etc why do we have to do so much freaking self care yeah you would think that our just let our toenails grow to the point we want them to at this point yeah yeah Also, it's like not easy to do because you have to do it somewhere where the nails get caught. Otherwise, they end up. Oh, toenails fly. Yeah, you're just like walking around the the house one day and you step on a toenail or something from like last week when you clipped them. Just quickly tell the story about Gary. I'm gonna have to tell Gary that (laughs) it's on this podcast. Yeah, but my my good friend Gary, who we was my co-host over at Credit Score, and your coworker, and my coworker. That's where I met him at my last job. Which is where we met and fell in love. <laughs> he used to clip his fingernails in the office before he was like going out. He's, and you and, said, you said, why are you doing that in here, Gary? And what did he say? He said, like, I have a date with my wife tonight or something like that. But it, it was like, it was Gary. So he was like, I got to look good for the lady. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And in my brain, it's always been that he was clipping his toenails at the desk. And I always oh. say that. And he hates that I say that. Anyway. Hi Gary, I hope you're uh, keeping your toenails and fingernails well manicured for your for your dates with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to these end credits. Linda pops up this time, so she's now crawled underneath the service Presumably, window, and yes. for her next muse dance, pops her head up like a whack a mole. And then, but she goes, eh, 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 and she like zigzags down, back so down. Good. It's so good, classic Linda. Linda's eh, 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 can be annoying. I'm finding this charming. It works for this news mm-hmm. dance song. Oh, you can barely, barely, 
barely see the scrunchies. That is the detail I am talking about. Subtle, subtle. And Gene makes his appearance just as he normally does, walking across the screen in his burger costume. And I'm sorry, I was talking over. The music is really nice at the end. The The credits go to the card and the 20th Century Fox, and it does another, like, ooh, Yeah, I love, the, I love the backup vocals in this song. Highlights, low lights for these end credits. When we watched them yesterday, from afar, from our couch, I was like, okay. Did not notice the flip-flops, did not notice the scrunchies, and didn't quite put together that she was doing capoeira, Tina. So these are better than I thought they were. And that's the beauty of this podcast. Mm -hmm. We point out these little things that you probably missed when you were watching it. You can't keep an eye on everything, especially because it's such a small... It's so small on the screen and to catch all like, these things. I don't want you to watch these. I'm going to blur it out. That's true. All the stupid streaming services are like, oh, it's credits time. Don't you want to watch this next episode? And they, yeah, they like tint the screen. It's mm -hmm. very upsetting. Anyway, those are, yes, I'm with you. Those are the subtle touches I like in the end credits sometimes. Those are, I love a generic kitchen sequence with little su subtle touches from the episode. I love seeing the fam. Highlight for me, not putting Gyro in the end credits. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I didn't I was need done with that. Him. I was done with him. Yeah. Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. I'm ready, but Hit I want me. you to go first. Okay. I am going to give them a nine H's. Wow. I'm going to give them an eight. I'm going to come down to 8.5. Let's just... We'll just give it an 8.5. Both 8.5? Okay. Yeah. 8.5 H's. Not perfection. But those but small details. Those small details bring it up a lot. The fact that the music they've attached to Linda's mm -hmm. Muse Dance, like mm -hmm. we said, makes it not as annoying as it could be. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a very enjoyable music. Love the ooh. Yeah. It makes it a good song. And yeah, the little touches of Bob with his scrunchie and his flip-flops. Yes. And those two details make the nostalgia of it a lot bigger for me because I like to think like Gyro's finally gone. He doesn't live there anymore. And Bob has been snapped out of his spiritual trance. And he's like, I'm too, I'm too lazy to go put my chef shoes on. I'm just going to stay in these flip flops. And uh, obviously Tina doing some capoeira in there is great. That's yeah. a good way to get kind of like the Gyro-ness of Element. the episode. Yeah. Without us having to kind of like... Yeah, this was lovely. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Those are the end credits to Sexy Dance <gasps> Healing. Oh, what? On Discord, yeah. should we make a channel that's just like credit score? And every time our patrons listen to an episode, they can give their own score? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think that's just an easy way to keep the podcast conversation going in Discord. I, let's do it. Sounds great. I'll create that today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We are thriving over there. Bob's credits we all are. across the board. Max just created the best TikTok I've ever seen. Oh, please. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's going to be dated by the time this goes up. Anyway. But it's still... Stranger, Stranger Things, Bob's Burgers crossover. Go follow us. <laughs> I have a secret message for our patrons. Okay. Get in the Discord, because I'm a planner. Max is not a planner but we balance each other out. Tell me if you would be interested in a Bob's Burgers secret menu Friendsgiving where we do a Zoom 
situation this year. Tell me if you'd be interested in some live trivia events. We are about to restructure our Patreon. Don't worry. You will have access to everything you already have access to. Yeah. If you're already signed up, you're good. But we there is a restructuring coming. Yeah. There'll be different tiers with all different exciting, types of things. More anyway, exciting yeah, things. Yeah. So get in the Discord. Tell me if you'd be interested in some live events where we will work with our crazy different time zones. That's patreon.com slash Bob's credits, yep. as we've said. Anything else you want to say to everyone before we get out of here? Stay runny eggy. That works for me. All right. You know I love a runny egg. All right. Let's do it. Meep, 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 meep. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.